Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. This is the Code of Conduct with the King Podcast Live, and I am back live for the third time. I got another very enjoyable, fun episode planned for y'all tonight, as I got two of Bill's Mafia's best content creators joining me. I can't wait. Last week, I had fun too. I had my boys. We had the Buffalo Rumblings, all-star cast of my man Anthony Marino, Bruce Nolan, my man Joe Miller. Tonight, I'm being joined by some all-stars from a different squad. My man Sturros joining me from Cover One. Also got the co-founder of Built in Buffalo, my man DM3, 3M3 from B.I.B. You down with B.I.B.? Nah, I ain't gonna do that. I ain't gonna do it. I ain't gonna do it. But it's about to go down. But before I bring them in, just got a little bit of stuff that I want to get off my chest, man. I am happy to be here. I hope everybody is is ready for a show. We about to have some fun. Uh, my man David's in the building. What's going on, David? He says, Sterles for the girls and the king, two of my favorites. How are we feeling, boys? What about these pro days? You know what? We're going to talk a little bit about the pro days. We're going to talk about the draft just a little bit. Not a ton. Uh, I feel like we everybody's talking about the draft right now. Everybody's talking about pro days. So um, I kind of wanted to to have a little bit of fun. I feel like Bill's Mafia has been stressed lately. Bill's Mafia has been very stressed lately. So we are going to try and 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 have some fun with our imagination tonight and and laugh a little bit and uh built in buffaloes in the house representing for your man DM3 from the BMB. I'm going to do that all night. I just hope he's prepared. I hope he's prepared cuz he's probably not going to like it. But before I bring my boys in, I do. I want to get something off my chest real quick. I'm not going to do a long monologue tonight. It's probably going to be all of maybe 15 seconds. What's going on? My man Richard Rush is in the building. He is one of my favorite. One of my fa- he's in here every week. He's he's down with fanatics every week. When we was doing Hump Day Hotline, he was in there. He was in there when Sterles was on Hump, uh, not Hump Day, but when he, when Sterles was on uh, with fanatics. And then I'm sure I'm sure DM3 knows my man Rich. What's going on, man? We appreciate the support, man. You, you always holding it down. But, but like I said, let me get something off my chest real quick. I, I want to say I am very, very happy that the Buffalo Bills were able to find. And, you know, I'm, I'm able that they're I'm happy that they're able to find a partner for the name and rights to the stadium. We finally got one. OK, hi, Mark. It's a Blue Cross Blue Shield. Yay. Right. Right. Blue Cross Blue Shield is actually a big part of the Western New York community. So I can't be mad about that. Like they've been as as far back as I can remember. I think they have a don't they have an arena in um in Rochester, if I believe. You know, my man Joe Miller in the house, the real Chris Janky in the house. Um, but I can't be mad at that. Get that money, Terry. Get that paper. Get that paper. Okay, Kim, get that paper. The thing is, I just don't want y'all to be offended when I call it the route for the rest of my life, because I am not. I am never, ever. When am I? I'm never gonna hit my man uh, Steros up like, "Yo, Steros, yo, Steros, you want to go to you want you want to you want to hit the high mark? Let's go to the high mark." I'm not trying to take this dude. It sounds like I'm asking him to a hotel, man. What's up, Steros? You you trying to go to a hotel with the kid? That is not what I'm looking for. <laughs> go to the H. Is that what we do? Go to the H. Nah, <laughs> no, man. No, I don't, care, I don't care what the name of the damn stadium is. Honestly, yeah, it's the Ralph. Build, build me a new one. That's what I. That's what I want. Build me a new one. Really, really. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're gonna circle around to that real quick. We're gonna come right back. I'm gonna bring my man, my man Dave, my man, the co-founder of one of the the up and coming hottest networks coming up. That BNB. I said BNB is BIB, but it's DM3 with the BIB. 
What's up, man? Fellas. I told you I'm retired from rapping. I don't got the rapper voice. It's already I got the corny. like three times, and I think you wore it out already. Yeah, I got the corny well, middle-aged dude rap voice already. I don't know what happened. I used to real have, quick, used to real quick though on the on the name thing. What about Frank's Red Hot? It could be I like said that okay, before. So so here we go. So the Bills at Chiefs AFC Championship game at the Red Hot Stadium. Come on. I'm with it. Come on. I'm I'm with it. No. I I'm no, I'm definitely I was with that. Honestly, that was one of the ones that I I thought made sense. But what do you think he Sterles just he just kind of dropped a bomb on us, right? We're not a bomb. It's something that we've been talking about for <laughs> we've been talking about for for the last few years now. Actually, since the Pagulas have taken over um ownership of the Bills, we've been kind of talking about new stadiums, if it should go downtown. There's some rumblings as far as um, some infrastructure happening behind the scenes that they're maybe taking over where the Perry projects are. They're talking about the waterfront. They're talking about like there's like four or five different locations. I heard over there on um, where is it Harlem? I think like where the, the Thruway Plaza was. I heard like they're thinking about Thruway Plaza or something like that. So I, I hear about a whole bunch of different things. The question is. First, do we really want Buffalo to get a new stadium? Sterles is on the is on the team. So so before I before I ask Dave, Sterles, give me give me the reason why you really think it's a good idea to get a new stadium. Because this is a, this is a topic that has been here for a minute. Oh man, it's because when I so I think some people in the chat are asking me, Joe is asking me if I've been there, and I've been there. And uh, yo, it's it's just it's run down, bro. Like, look, when I want to go pee. I'm just going to be straight up right now. Since we're having fun tonight, when I go pee, I don't want to be bumping elbows with a bunch of dudes, dog. I, I need to be free. like, And it's like a, a horse trough in there, bro, in the bathroom, man. I can't I can't do that. We need to go on and uh, upgrade the uh, amenities, man. And I would love a dome stadium, not going to lie. Like, so okay. I can come up there in December and just and just kick it and not freeze to death. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't give a damn if it's a dome or not. I'm not coming back to Buffalo in December. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. But, but, wow. But wow. Anthony's all in. <laughs> Anthony's all in. Anthony, my, my man, Anthony Marino, uh, is all in on, on a dome life. We got uh, Ryan Horton in here, says that he won it. Uh, I don't know. Uh, what do you think, Dave? I, I have an opinion, but what do you think? Uh, I'm in on a dome. And you want to know why? Because for the first time, we have a really good team. And the Baltimore Ravens game, when nobody could throw the ball, and that was our strength, it was actually a hindrance for us. Watching Josh Allen try to hit those deep passes because there was 55-mile-an-hour wins. And on top of the fact, earlier in the season when it was either playing at Bill Stadium when it was nice or playing in a dome, Josh Allen was a different quarterback. The Chiefs game. That shitty, rainy, disgusting game in a dome. I think that might be a different game. I mean, I'm not saying we can play completely different, beat the Chiefs. I'm just saying, like, if you can have a controlled climate stadium, why would you not? Why would you not? Then, then you can have a Super Bowl down the road somewhere. Because you know, no, the, there ain't no Super Bowl going to Buffalo. They had them in Minnesota. They had them back in Minnesota in that dome. That that weather's just as bad in Minnesota. And they ain't been you back think, since. You think well, they Minnesota still tried it? Okay. Yeah, I mean, you you, <laughs> you have a point. But okay, first I agree with Sterles. Ain't no Super Bowl coming to Buffalo. Like unless I mean, the right. Super Bowl that's coming to Buffalo is the one that Josh Allen and them boys are bringing to Buffalo. The like they're gonna bring the it back. But yeah. but we're not we're not having a. Uh, I mean, I know the Pagulas are trying to build some hotels downtown, yeah. and I know they got like a couple of them downtown. You know, is we don't have. Dude, the the amount of hotels that will be packed out all the way to Syracuse if the Super Bowl was in Buffalo is we just don't have uh 
we, we just can't hold it. But here's my argument to it. So I, I had the pleasure of living in Indianapolis for a good portion of my life. Not a, not a long time, not like 10 years or anything, but like five, six years. So I spent a good amount of time there. And I went not often because the Colts were in the AFC. So obviously they played normally about the same times that the Bills played. So I didn't go to too many games unless the Bills played them. So, I, you know, the thing is, as soon as they built that stadium, their ticket prices went from $125 on the 40-yard line, 20 rows up, to $185 for the highest seat in the freaking building. So you're used to Buffalo Bills fans being able to get you can get into you can get into the route for what 30 bucks the end zone joints you you can get into the 75 bucks on a on a for a really really good game now that we're good you're quiet yeah, you, this radio yeah, you can't be uh, quiet i mean i don't <laughs> yeah, live there so i don't know <laughs> but, but you don't you don't think if this team keeps projecting the way they are they, they're not going to raise ticket prices anyways i mean not maybe to that, the astronomical what? amount that a new stadium would work, require to pay nope, for all the right. bells and whistles but i think in three years if this team's competing for afc championships every year they're going to start raising the prices anyways well no you're right and but you know the I mean? thing is the prices first of all i guarantee you they will not be raised to the effect that they will raise right. these prices if oh, they yeah, build right. a brand new stadium sure. in that's downtown facts. buffalo like they that's gotta, the first thing they gotta pay for that uh, uh, oh, yeah. yeah and then and then secondly that. it becomes far more of a corporate thing you're selling at that point when you get these new buildings like this you're selling boxes you're selling corporate sponsorship like that's the goal it's not they care a whole lot less about each individual seat and a whole lot more about True. these corporate accounts and and i'm not i'm not saying that the bills are i, I know i don't want to go down that road with bills mafia because there's a love hate type deal going on with the pagulas and their business practices so we'll move on um but and the thing I do see a lot of Bills fans saying about the dome, I get it. Josh Allen in a dome is going to be money. It's going to be major every single time. He's going to throw for 486 yards, 12 touchdowns, zero interceptions, and run for two touchdowns every week. That is a home game. I, I get it. I get it. But I think the I thought the reason that we drafted him is because he had the arm that he could play in Buffalo and all the elements. So why why even go and draft? I get it. He's a guy anyway. But why go and draft him with? with all that arm talent, with all this stuff to have the advantage over other quarterbacks when they come here just to build a dome. It's all about that, that Monet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's all that about dollar, that. Dollar. Hey, Josh going to be here for another 10, 15 years. But after that, who the hell knows? I mean, that stadium going to be there for till it's torn down. Right. So that's a fact. That's a fact. It's all about that Monet. It is. But, but like I said, I agree with you. What, what are you about to say something, Dave? No, no, no. I mean, I, I'm. I just think to your point about how Brandon Bean came out and said we got a we got a guy that likes to play in weather. Well, you know what? I'm sure he'd rather not play in weather if he had the choice. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, we have a quarterback that can throw at a country mile, but if he'd rather have a controlled environment, why wouldn't you? I mean, that's not going to sway the Pagulas to build anything. I'm sure because of Josh Allen, they're going to do what's right for business, but. I don't know the the whole dome, new stadium, the whole thing where it should be if it should be in Orchard Park downtown. It's like either you're on one side or the other. Like mafia is like all over the place. Like either you're a jerk because you want a dome, or you're a jerk because you want an Orchard Park. You're a jerk. There's no space downtown. Like it's it's everybody's opinionated, and it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. So they have well, the, they have the, some work to do. 
being opinionated is, is fine. Like, like that's one thing. The part that gets me, and I kind of alluded to this in my mini monologue there at the beginning, Bill's Mafia has been stressed lately. Like I've been seeing a whole bunch of anger. We've been fighting. We've been going at each other's necks. We've been mad at each other. I, I, so, so I mean, I don't want to argue. So if, if we're arguing about the stadium, let's move on to this next topic. Let's move on to this fun topic. Well, let's do hold this. on, hold on, because I – I agree with you, and your monologue was spot on. And what you've been tweeting out the past couple of days, me and you are like, we're we're here, we're here. Like, okay. and I don't want to, I don't want to take your show off the rails, but um, the whole thing that was no, going on on, on 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 Twitter about all those the fan polls and stuff like that, people just need to get over it. Just get over it. It it was for fun. Just just move on. Just move on. Start. We're all here because we love the Bills. Let's just let's just try to get along. <laughs> like, let's just all try to My get man, along. Uh, you know what I'm saying? ELE. Everybody love everybody. Right. <laughs> everybody love everybody. <laughs> so, but let's, let's, we go, I agree with you. I agree with you. We're in agreement there. And I'm sure uh, Sterles and, and I'm sure the other content creators and just all the other Bills fans that are in the chat feel the same way. We just want peace. We want to love each other again. So let's move on. Exactly. Let's, let's move it on. So let's do this. First topic. I want to, I want to do something fun. And this is because Buffalo for the last however many years, we can basically say prior to Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott coming to Buffalo for the last, 17 to 20 years, the Buffalo Bills have been basically a mediocre team, middle of the road team. We fall in love with players because the teams weren't good enough to fall in, you know, like they weren't good enough to win. So we we have an, a huge attachment to players and we become emotionally attached to these guys and we hate to see them leave. So what I want to do tonight is hypothetically, if you were the GM for a day and in their prime magically, we could pick up one player over the last decade prior to Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean's arrival to Buffalo. What one player would you bring to make some type of change to this roster? And why would that player make the change that you think they'll change? They'll make. We'll start off with, with, with my man Sterles because I feel like when I when I sent the text to him earlier, he was like, "Oh yeah, this is gonna be fun." So go ahead. So where are we at with it, man? Oh man! All right, you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a little. Uh... Richie Incognito, man. I, I think Richie. Richie. Yeah, I think Richie. Uh, I mean, he's a he's he's a damn good guard, man. He's nasty. He's twice the guard that John Feliciano is. Like, you know, it's funny as Bill says, we all, people are all like, "Well, he's the enforcer." Like, yo, Richie Incognito was like, <laughs> he didn't give he gave zero f's. Okay, they don't care. That man don't care, and he's nasty, and his technique is out of this world. I mean, he's he's older and he's still killing it. Like Richie Incognito is that dude, man. So yeah, no, you're right, Richie. He was a he was a he was a bulldozer. That's the way yeah. I like to call it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do you think, Dave? Where are we at with it? I want because I I I kind of was struggling with this because I wanted Lashawn McCoy, but you said before McDermott got here because he was here towards right. the that end. Was, right? was, so yep. if I could have had 2016 Lashawn McCoy. That that would be a different difference maker, but I'm gonna go with Mario Williams, 2012 to 2014. Mario Williams, opposite of Jerry Hughes. We need an. I, I took this as what we need right now to put us over the top. We need an edge rusher, right? Him opposite of Jerry Hughes right now with the rest of this defense in his prime. I feel like this defense will be damn near unstoppable. 38 sacks in three seasons. I mean, that's impressive, and that was the only Run. year that. That's the only two years that Jerry Hughes hit double digit sacks in his career was when Joe he brings was him up often. Yeah, he I brings mean, up Mario often. He was a big fan. A lot of people don't talk about how 
the demise of him wasn't because of him. It was because of Rex Ryan and the defense that Rex was trying to play. Um, and I think I, I thought he had a really good career in the short time he was with the Bills. I, I think right now, if he if he played in his prime opposite of Jerry Hughes, this defense would eat. Honestly, he did. I had I had recency bias when we talked about it one time, and Joe was like, "Are you serious, Spence?" Like, are, like he hit me with that. Like, are you serious? Because I was like, "No, man, I don't want it." But then I went back and looked at his stats, and I went back and watched some of the games and some of the clips and all that stuff. And and you're right, it was the last season. It was the way he left. It was the way the situation ended that just kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. So now when I think about you know anybody, really most of that line besides you know besides the captain that was there besides the big man himself, everybody yeah. else. I'm like, man, forget them dudes. However, my pick is Mr. Big stuff himself, Mr. Marcel Darius. So before I tell why we're going to circle back around, I want to, <laughs> so, so Sterles gave his, Dave get, gave his, I want to talk about it for a second. Let's analyze why, you know, um, you know, so Sterles, who, who do we go with again? I'm sorry. I got Richie, real quick. Richie and Richie. Okay. Yeah. So Dave, what do you think about like with this roster? I know Richie just re-signed back with with uh, Las Vegas, but what do you think about Richie possibly being on this rock? Like, if you saw somebody of his caliber like him, do you think it will make a difference in the running game? Do you think it's just like, you know, or do you think we're set with our offensive line? Because when he said Richie, I'm thinking Richie because I like Richie. But I'm actually curious to see what our offensive line looks like healthy. We haven't been healthy with this combination yet. I put Richie at left guard over Cody Ford. All day. Now. He played good. I mean, he's, he was injured last year, but the year before he played decent. Um, Richie, Richie would improve our run game tremendously to the left side. Richie is, is a really good pulling left guard. That's just my opinion. Um, say what you want about all the other stuff that Richie's been through in his career and his downfall and his coming back and all that stuff. I am not sold on Cody Ford. Again, we don't know if Cody Ford's a left guard because he played left guard sparingly last year because he got injured. Um, we moved him from right tackle to right guard to right tackle to right guard and then last year to left guard. So I think it would be an improvement over Cody Ford. Um, if we're taking him in his prime, absolutely. I, I would take I would take Richie in a second. But see, I in guess I, okay, so I, I take up for I take up for Cody a lot because you know, um I think he is a guard. I think he's a very good guard. I think the problem is, and I don't want to say it's a problem. I think we were we were just injured last year. We had issues as far as being able to to be able to stick him in one place and let him and let him really figure it out. I'm sold on him. I wasn't sold on him at, at right tackle. And I think Sterling can tell you from last summer that <laughs> I, def I definitely wasn't sold on him at right tackle, but right guard or left left guard, actually him over there with, with my man Dion, I like the way that looks. I really, really like the way that looks. Um, so, Sterles, you know, with that same question, I know it's your guy. You brought him up. So, you saying bring him back. Are you saying you want to bring him back and you're putting him on top, like, over over our guy Cody? Or are you talking about moving him possibly to the other side now where we still – I mean, we got Feliciano back. Yeah, either one. Either one. I mean, wow. neither – I mean, Feliciano, in my opinion, is an average to below average guard. Uh, and so is Cody Ford at this point in his career. Um, you know, Cody Ford has some some things that he needs to work on at the point of attack and his, his footwork and, and so forth needs to be improved. Um, but I, I think Cody Ford has the potential. I mean, when you look at guard play, offensive line play, you know, we're seeing these guys kind of develop. It takes a while for them to develop, just like the tight end position, sometimes the quarterback position. You know, it takes a while for these guys to develop. So Cody Ford definitely has a future. Um, I am happy that now that we resigned. Daryl Williams to the contract we did. He's forced to play guard, even though they drafted mm -hmm. him to play tackle. But we know my man's feet 
they're slow. He's got slow feet moving laterally, right? But, you know, vertically, horizontally, getting up the field to the second level, I think he could do that. So guard's going to be his best position, but I, I would put him at right guard right now. I'm just not a big Feliciano fan. I mean, I know the contract is it's basically a one-year contract what they gave Feliciano. They they have an out at the end of, after this year. Um, and it's for low money, but yeah. I think you could do better. Like when Typical I Chris, Chris, hey, Chris Jones, he he manhandles everybody. But what he did to my man in the uh AFC championship game, good hey. Whew. It just wasn't right, man. It, it just wasn't, wasn't right. You just you just look at him and go, uh. I feel I feel bad, man. I feel bad. Oh, wait, before we before we this was my second. I was struggling with this one, Ryan. I was struggling. I was actually before I said Marcel Darius, I said CJ. Dave is shaking his head no. Before we move on to the next guy, I'm gonna talk about it because he's shaking his head no, which means we can debate. Listen, I like what college did he go to? Who? CJ. CJ? What's wrong yeah. with Clemson? You just had a Clemson fan? Nope. Injury prone NFL players come from Clemson. Man, I'm gonna tell you what, you give me you give me oh. CJ Spiller. You give oh. me CJ Spiller in this offense right now. He's he's literally time. what we need. It's game time. CJ Spiller, Spiller is literally what we need. It was, was too few and far between, though. I I, I like the CJ Spiller pickup when it happened, but I think that it's it was too few and far between. It was like either I, – I don't know. I don't know. I'm on the fence about C.J. Spiller. I, I liked the, the signing because it was like, okay, we stuck our neck out. We took Spiller because of what we think he can be. He can do the returns, and he's going to break it to the house from the one-yard line at some point. He can go the whole the whole distance, and that's what we need. But, like, it was just few and far between for me. I don't know. I feel like you just didn't watch a lot of C.J. Spiller. Yeah, you, you, I, I feel like you, you, I, you're bagging on my guy, dog. Hold on, because I'm gonna actually pull it up because I, I feel like I, I feel like I'm gonna I'm pull out like I, I wasn't prepared for this because we weren't talking Uh-oh. about CJ Spiller, but no, it's uh, now towards the end of his career, yeah, I'll give you that, but but wait a minute, man, CJ, like 2012, CJ, and and like my man had 1200 yards rushing, man, in Buffalo, 1700 yards. The Bills, have, the Bills have always had. Up until the last couple of years, the Bills have always had good run offenses. Always, always. And he catched out the backfield. Always. How many? He's how many literally. backs? How many backs have we had come through here that on their second contract they bailed on us when it was time for their second contract? How well, many? I mean that's 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 fair. You know the what I'm thing saying? Is you're right. The Buffalo Bills have, but see, you don't want to necessarily have quarter, like or running, running backs back on their second contract. Well, no, you don't want running backs. On, I know we we traded for Lashawn McCoy. Yeah. I, you know, but that's not yeah. something that you really do often. That's LaShawn. No, no, not at all. You know, so so no, the Bills do generally. Now, this is the one area that I do feel that Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott has let me down. I feel like they're great drafters. They have great eyes for talent. And I don't think that I'm not saying that Motor and Moss are bad. I think they're very good running backs. I don't think that they're good enough to be number one guys. So, you know, me nope. saying that they're good backs, they're that's not. not a that's not a it's not a down. I think CJ Prime CJ is a number one back, a hundred percent. Like Prime CJ was doing you everything that, that you needed. I'll agree with you that CJ Spiller would be better than Moss and Motor. I, I could agree with that. But would he be the answer? I don't know. Yeah, I, to I, fix the offense, I think he would though. DM three, I think he would because CJ he was for a scat back like he was. There wasn't you didn't see a lot of uh, backs like him come into the league. And the Bills mismanaged him because at first he was 
supposed to be a smash mouth running back. That's what they wanted him to be, a scat back, but they used him improperly until Chan Gailey came. CJ is a a spread. He's been in the spread his whole life. He is a spread running back. He is a dual threat running back. So when you line him up and you expect him to run through the hole, you know, that ain't his game. His game is get him in space. So if you put him on this roster, the running back room is complete. CJ Spiller's RB1. I mean, in our, in our zone blocking scheme, I mean, that boy can find a hole, and it's, it's deuces. That's why I'm such a big Travis Etienne fan. Like, give if the Bills were to draft yeah. that boy, I'm telling you. Wait, wait, he's wait. Speaking wait, 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 he's speaking my wait, language now. Wait, just wait. I've been on man. this, and I'm speaking my language now. I'm going to declare this <laughs> on this show that I was the first of the Bills content creators that went on the deck and said, look, I want Travis Etienne before my boy Marcel, Louis Jacques, I was on that train saying, Bills need a running back. They do. And the ETN will be that guy. I'm just saying. I mean, I just want to know how you're going to prove that. Because I feel like I've been saying that in season last year. Like, in season, I was saying, <laughs> hey, we need a running back. And then everybody was just, wait. But no, because people, y'all was yelling I'm at me. I'm making a claim, like, bro. Like, no, we don't need running back. We go, we, everybody was dogging me. And I'm like, no, I'm telling you, there's going to be a time when the, the receivers aren't going to be able to get open the same way they're doing every single game or something's going to happen and Josh ain't going to look the same. You're going to have to be able to run. And then AFC Championship happens and now everybody, we need a running back. And I'm like, I've been saying this that. crap. I, I was on that. I was on that. I, and I, Spence, you know this when we were in the summer, we, I would, me, okay. we, we would talk about motor, the prospects of motor and boy, Zach Moss, like wa- wishing and wanting, wanting them to be that RB one type. So running, I'm a big fan of running back. I love running backs. Mm-hmm. ETN's my guy. ETN's well, my guy. You. I hope the bills, I hope the bills draft him at 30. I think Bruce is still being quiet in here. So oh, Bruce gonna, ain't gonna say that. Bruce ain't gonna <laughs> yeah, say no, that. Bruce don't like he, it. Bruce he don't, don't like it. it. Yeah, the position of value for Bruce ain't ain't there. He, but uh, again, you know. But but sticking on this running back topic real quick, uh, my man Vinny T said, "Give me Freddie over CJ." I don't I don't know. I mean, okay, long term, if you're looking at the entire time that he was here in Buffalo, yes, Freddie Freddie was the man. I'm saying for one season, if you could take the prime player for whatever, like their prime. I'm taking CJ. Freddie to me, Freddie is that dog. Like he's that guy that's just going. He's going to do all the dirty work. He's going to grind it out. But to me, he was never the guy that that was like above and beyond. Like he he was never. And I don't want to diss him because I know people in Buffalo treat him like 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 he's a a legend. Um, when he was a, a a good back, he wasn't a legendary back. He was a good back. We just love him as a person. Um, who would you take out of the two? Oh, CJ. Freddie, Freddie was he was good at a lot of stuff. He he was a very good back, but he didn't show he there was nothing that he did that was exceptional. Maybe pass blocking. His pass blocking was exceptional. Mm-hmm. But he did a lot of things good. He was like a yeah, utility guy. He was, guy. He was, he was just a very good back. Good back. Yeah. And That's and now you know what? And I was I was confident on third. If you give him the ball on third and short, we're gonna get it. We're gonna yeah. get it. What you think, Dave? And I was thinking. When we were originally were, were talking about this, that it was going to be a topic, I was thinking of Fred Jackson, but only until I, I read, went back and read the, the text again. I was like, okay, Fred Jackson would have been a nice piece in 2017 because he's a pro- he seems like he's a process guy. Like he's totally mm-hmm. a lunch pail. Like let's get players in here that are physical. They fit the mold McDermott. But he's not going to change the dynamic of anything you're trying to do on offense. I mean, Fred Freddie was a nice, he was a nice back. I mean, he's like what third overall rushing for the Bills all time, and he's got he's got you know really good athletic ability. But I don't think he's going to take our offense over the top. But 
Definitely a process. He would de- de- be- he would definitely be a process guy for sure. For sure. I think that's what everybody so, loved about Freddie. Like he he was like a workhorse. Like he could do whatever you want him to do. He he may not do it great, but he would attempt to do it and he would do it somewhat serviceable. If that makes so sense. So in the comments, well, in the comments, they're all de- like it's another debate going on separately. So now the debate, they threw Marshawn Lynch in there and they're saying um Marshawn Lynch should be the back taken out of the three. And the and and um my man Josh, I don't know if this is just like uh he's doing it because or if it's his name, if it is respect either way, because I gets down with the name for my homie. But uh he says who's closer to the Hall of Fame? CJ Spiller, Freddie Jackson, or Marshawn Lynch. Now, of course, it's Marshawn Lynch. He's won a Super Bowl, he's um had a longer and better career than all of them, but th- I still, if I'm taking one year with this roster, I'm taking CJ Spiller. Like, if I'm taking one year with Prime Guy, I'm taking CJ Spiller, man, because we need speed. Yeah, I, I'm okay with what Zach, Ma- what Zach Moss gives us. I, Zach Moss is not Lynch, but some of the things that Lynch gives us, that that's what Moss is trying to give us. I'm okay with that. I need that guy that's going. He going when he hit that hole. I, I need I need defensive coordinators to just be depressed. Like, oh hell, oh damn. You know, like as soon as you see the whole hit, oh hell, it's touchdown. I need that guy. I don't. I don't. I don't. We got enough guys trying to. Run, our quarterback is running people over. I don't need. I don't need people running people over right now. <laughs> I need people to take it to the house. There's a comment from Daniel Galleries. It's a little ways back. I don't know if you saw it or not. It's about CJ was reluctant to hit the hole. There it is. Yeah. But see, I don't. I don't. And that's okay. I don't see. But the thing is, the type of plays that these guys run. I need, I need, I need the edge. Do you? There's so many games that that um I've watched, and I wish I would have known we were going this direction. I would have actually put my nose aside. But there's so many, and I know Sterling is watching. I'm sure you have too. Where we'll give the ball to Devin, and Devin will hit the edge, and he literally will make somebody miss, and he got like four steps, or you know, it's a few yards before anybody's close, and you know if he got just. A little bit more speed, he can just outrun dude to the sideline and he's gone. Absolutely. The problem is, after he makes that first guy miss, he's tackled. Yeah. It's over. I need that speed, man. We we got we got a guy that's running through people. We we do. Oh, so yeah. let me ask let me ask you this. Since and I don't want to derail the show anymore, but what about Matt Breida? Are we gonna talk about him? What about him? That's RB one. Hey, wait, stop, stop the tapping. Stop, oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> My, <laughs> bad. <laughs> My uh, bad. But yeah, no. But no, I mean, he is RB1 on this on his roster. Okay. For sure. All right. For sure. Uh, okay. I, I just want to make sure because there, there's... Hold up. <laughs> there's... Here we go. See, this is why because it's there. Everybody's got their opinion on Matt Breida. Don't watch the Miami film. Don't watch the Miami film. Watch the 49ers film when he was with an actual offensive <laughs> genius in Kyle Shanahan for two years. Wait a minute, Dave. Steros, you don't think that he's automatically stepping into that RB1 role? I think it's a competition. I wouldn't just necessarily hand it to him. I, I think he lacks uh, vision, uh, patience. Um, are, are you basing this off of last season? Uh, no. I mean, you know, I, I'm not just based off of I know, last that's season. What, no, but that's yeah. what I'm asking you. No, yeah, I, 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 I definitely watched him in San Francisco, and I, and I think, you know, what running back under Kyle Shanahan isn't, wasn't good. You go back to his years in Atlanta, I mean, so forth. Like, he's always had, like, put his running backs in position to succeed and do the thing that Breida does well is he's, you know, that first step and he's gone. Like, that's what he does well. So I don't, I don't necessarily like he's terrible in pass protection. You know what I'm saying? So there's, I think there's, 
I wouldn't say he's one of RB1. If he can be out catching, do he need to protect? I mean, if he's going to be catching it, I don't need him to protect. I just need well, him. Sometimes to you do. Sometimes you do. I know. I'm just. I'm just <laughs> That's the thing. I don't I'm know. Bad. I just don't know if he's RB one. I think they're all RB twos. All three of them are RB twos. Well, Dave, let me ask you this. My man Josh again says that uh, he thinks that Matt Breida is not better than Devin. What, what do you think? I absolutely disagree. Like you were talking about, when Devin gets to the outside, it's nice to watch these clips, like especially last year from against the Steelers, and then there was a couple clips from this year. He makes a couple guys miss, but after that, it's like he's not going anywhere. He's like exhausted that the whatever he's going to do to get to the outside. There's a reason why we ran no sweep plays all season because we don't have the speed to get outside. And there was a there's a couple plays going around Twitter, and a couple of our guys posted it. There's a couple runs from Brita where if it was Singletary or Moss, they're tackled on the sideline. I'm sorry. And then there's a couple of plays where Singletary's trying to get outside, and if it's Brita, he's gone. Like it's just the speed burst of when you get outside. I, I don't, I don't know. And I'm not knocking Singletary because I yeah. think that he's definitely a serviceable back and he has a role in this offense. And same with Moss. I just think that the three of them need to be used, you know, unlike what we did last year with just carrying two backs, you know, and then having Taiwan Jones be a third guy for whenever. Um, I just hope that they don't bring Brita in and they give him, you know, the, the TJ Yeldon treatment where one guy's not active and we roll with two because we got to roll with three. The other three teams that were the final four, they all ran with with three running backs. And I think that's – hopefully that's what why we brought Brita in, to bring in the speed element that we need. Well, well the thing and, is, to your point there, I agree with you, but I think the thing is last year we didn't have that third piece to the committee. You know, now we have all the ingredients for a success. I, I think I tweeted it the other day. I don't think. I tweeted the other day. You know, now, you know, you have the successful ingredients to for the recipe of a good committee. Um, last year we had two pieces, but you, you still have to have that speed element. And without that ingredient, yeah. the committee just isn't complete. You had something, sir? Yeah. So I, I think we need to look at So it's real easy. And I'm not picking on you. I think it's real easy to look at these guys' skill sets and be like, well, in this play, if, if this guy was it, you know, he would have taken it to the house. If you would have had better guard play, better score, sure. make that with Singletary, a one cut down here runner. There's plays that Singletary in a phone booth can make that Matt Breida cannot make. Exactly. And Zach Moss cannot make. So, but I want to challenge everybody out there to think about this. Like you, like you mentioned, one of them guys is sitting on game day. One of them sitting. And if you ask me if one of them is expendable, <laughs> it's Devin Singletary, just because he has more value than Zach Moss injury riddle season. He, so I mean, you got four running backs. You got Taiwan Jones, and you got our two guys, Singletary, Moss, and now Breida. What are you going to do with all that? And I'm not counting Christian really, Wade. No, well, I don't think you should count Taiwan Jones as a running back. I, I know he's yeah. technically listed on the depth chart as a running back. He's not a running back. He's a special teams player. Like, that's, that's sure. it. Right, you right. Know. But on game day, he's list, I'm just saying he's listed as a running back. So how and, are you going to carry four running backs on game day or what? Unless you're trying to get the 14th touchdown by a different receiver and he drops the ball in the end zone. <laughs> True. I'm not gonna get, <laughs> but I, I I think honestly I I think the Brita move to me to in sort of to kind of piggyback off what Sturles was saying I think we're gonna carry three running backs that are gonna be active that aren't named Taiwan Jones because I think that we need to evolve to that and I think that Dable I think that's the last thing that we need 
Do we like Josh passing for 400 yards every game? Yes, but there's going to be times. We've all talked about it since last year. There's going to be times when we need to run the ball. There ha- there's going to be times we have to establish the run. And you, they can't have just watched all these other teams be successful with the three-headed monster and just go with two. Just go with two. And our guy Justice on our show Saturday said that Moss and Singletary are redundant. You're kind of you're getting a little bit different things with each of them, but then you kind of already know what you're getting with each with with each of them. Where you bring in a speed back, you got different things you can do with the playbook. That's just my. Well, the thing is too. I just, just I also I, I also want to caution um, the Bills fans that are in this uh, room with us now. Like, don't don't be misled and think that Breida is only a speed back. Like he's a running back. Right. He's just faster than the guys that we have. So right. we're, so now you're hearing a bunch of us say the Bills have added speed to the backfield. Don't think that that's all that he is. He's a good running back. Like the Bills, and first of all, the contract, what is it, like 40 grand to sign? He's like 100,000 100, guaranteed or something like that. Like it, what kind of Brandon Bean, man. Like, can, can, can he just – I want him to do all my contracts for every single thing. Next car <laughs> I go by, I want him to, to go negotiate it for me because yeah. he just – he does everything perfect. But but yeah no he's more than a speed back he, he's definitely more but let's let's move on we actually talked about a topic that wasn't a topic way longer than I intended to because that was a question <laughs> from from the poll um, hey. and <laughs> no that's good stuff that's good stuff but it Dave, is so, so Dave's person um and now you got to refresh me again you you Mario Williams Mario Williams I think everybody in the I don't even think this is going to be a long conversation because I think everybody will agree that Mario Williams will absolutely elevate this defense from a good defense to an elite defense just by getting pressure on the running back. Um, Dave, why don't you go ahead and kind of elaborate why, you know, you you went with them. Well, if we're going with someone who's going to make an immediate impact on the roster, if I can take and bottle up Mario Williams three year span from 2012 to 2014, I think him and Jerry Hughes were the best bookends we've had in an extremely long time. On top of the fact that that would leave our, our back seven, to do other things instead of trying to because Mario Williams was underrated in run defense too. If you guys remember, he he was pretty decent in run defense. So now granted he had Marcel Darius and Kyle Williams playing next to him in the middle. So, you know, they, they have that going for him because that's your guy, Marcel Darius. But I just think that if we need a guy in his prime, which Brandon Bean's been talking about all off season is we got to get to the quarterback. We got to get to the quarterback. We saw what Tampa did to Mahomes. Um, I think Williams so underrated in his time with, with, with the bills. And I think him and Hughes would just feed off each other because there's nowhere for the quarterback to go Um, creating pressures. And we always talk about Jerry Hughes and how many almost sacks he gets every year leads the league in almost sacks every single year or pressures as they like to call them. Um, I just think that it would work. And I still think that Jerry Hughes has something left. Um, I honestly look at the fact of, and I'm going to go off on a tangent and I apologize. I'll try to make it quick. But if you look at like what just what Indianapolis did with Justin Houston, they put him on a lim- more of a limited snap count. If you do that with Jerry Hughes, he can play a couple more years and play at a high level because that dude's motor is insane. And he's still got something to prove, I think. And, you know, the contract everybody wants to talk about. But the dude, if he has someone opposite of him like Mario Williams, he's going to get home because there's nowhere for the quarterback to go. And then you got Ed Oliver in the middle, too. So I think it it makes everybody else up front. A little bit better well to your point um and i don't have this and, and i know sal during the season he tweets it every single week after the game uh maybe a day or two later uh but i was i was trying to pull up like the snap counts i think 
even now the Buffalo Bills are already starting to do that where they're pretty much rotating that whole defensive line all game. So I think they're they're extending his career already. They've started a couple years ago. So uh, to your point, I think that um, you get another guy to go on the other side with Jerry or if AJ Epinesa, if, if, if he developed a little bit and he's growing into this role now, and if he's the guy to really do it, I think Jerry's going to show us something, but you know, I'm, I agree with you. I'm not, I'm not to the point where I want to say, cause I love Jerry. So I'm not to the point where I'm like, yo, time to move on from Jerry, but we need more than five sacks, man. Like I, I was embarrassed the other day when I went on it. Like, so when we, when we made that signing, uh, the guy from, from Carolina, I, I went and I looked up the stats. Yeah, I went and looked up his stats, and I'm like, okay, five and a half sacks, that's going to be good. Just add to our – and I went, and I'm looking at the stats, and I'm like, wait a minute. He le- he would have led the Bills in sacks if he was on our team. <laughs> yep. Five and a half sacks, bro. Like, that's not and, – and and I'm not I'm – not, first of all, I'm honest. I'm not an athlete, okay? So I am not critiquing these guys as if they're doing something right. in a bad way that I can do better. What I'm saying is you're getting paid a very good amount of millions of dollars to do this. And you get less than five. You get, come on, bro. Like that, like the entire, that was the most expensive underperforming defensive. I think Joe says it's probably once a week, the most expensive underperforming defensive line in the league last year. Like we spent so much, we got rid of Shaq Lawson. And now I'm not a fan of Shaq Lawson. I'm not a fan of, of uh, Jordan Phillips. I thought they were overrated. I said that all last summer. And even this year when some people were like, see, we missed them. Go look at their stats in Miami. Go look at their stats in Arizona. We didn't miss them. Those guys benefited from the system that they were in, and they were playing next to some players that allowed them to get free. Like two of or three of uh, uh, loss and sacks were like literally he just walked into the quarterback. They like nobody blocked him. No, you don't get you don't get points from me for for walking in the sacks. But anyway, let me move on. I don't forget my dog on point. <laughs> the point is, yeah, the snap count. They're extending his career. So yeah, we we I could I could absolutely see that. But to your same point, that's why I picked Marcel Darius. Yeah. Because when you look at Marcel Darius' stats, and this is what I was looking at. Prime Marcel and and he started off, he had five and a half sacks as a defensive tackle his freaking rookie year. Mm-hmm. His rookie year. 2014, he had 10 sacks, dude. As a defensive tackle on the same defensive line with Marcel. De- <laughs> Marcel Darius, Mario Williams. Like, y'all remember the year? Yes. Didn't we have something dumb like 54, 58, 58 sacks? sacks. Jeez. Let me tell I, think, you. I think Kyle had 10 that year, too, didn't he? He was damn near Kyle close to it. Kyle, Kyle, Kyle freaking Williams was a catalyst to that defensive line. Kyle Williams is the one that showed Marcel Darius the ropes. Now, do that thing. Marcel Darius' initial quickness, first step, was incredible for a big man incredible and the problem with this bill's defense right now is on defensive line wise they are it's predicated off of winning 1v1s and if you can't win 1v1s you're not gonna be successful they can't win 1v1s uh uh, he had 10 and a half that 2013 season yeah it was the year before marcel Marcel. was nasty bro marcel was nasty man him and kyle Kyle were nasty everybody wants to rag on marcel but you know what it's not his fault he got paid I mean, did he get a little lazy? I don't know. No, no, but... that's his fault. No, that's his fault. You get paid, you still got to perform. You're still getting a check, man. Like, if I get a well, raise I get at work, that. am I supposed to just say, okay, well, no, I'm, I'm no, working at no, the no, bank. No, 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 no. I don't care. No. But everybody wants to talk about the Doug Whaley contract and Marcel Darius, and he killed our salary cap, and blah, 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 blah. Don't get me started on you, Doug Whaley, because I, I, I... You don't think that's an accurate statement? What do you mean? 
that Doug Welly ruined our cap situation and that Marcel oh, yeah. quit on no, the yeah. got paid. But no, I'm I'm talking about other takes on Doug Welly. Like oh when, about I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a Doug Welly fan. I, yeah, oh, I, me I'm too. personally a Doug Welly fan. I think that he gets a lot of um negative energy that is unfair, is unjust. I think I think really for the most part, if you really want to be fair, and if Bills fans take a step back and we're honest about this, Doug Whaley has absolutely put talented teams on the field. We were competitive every single year. The position that he missed at is the most important position in football. You don't find a quarterback, you're not going to win. And it's as simple as that. You can have, again, we just talked about a defense that had 58 sacks in a year. You can get to the quarterback at an alarm. Like, you can you can break every record in the NFL. But if you do not have a quarterback that can give you at least at that, at that year, if, if we could have had freaking EJ, who was it? I don't even know who it was. Was it EJ then? I don't even know. Yeah, Whatever. Emmanuel, yeah. Kyle, Orton. Had EJ, Kyle Orton. Like, Dude, if EJ could have could have if he could have just gave us the minimum, you know what I mean? Like, and then and don't don't talk about a Josh Allen on that type of team. You give oh, Josh nah. Allen a defense, like, and our defense is good. I think we can get back to that. I think last year we kind of missed some things. I do. I think we got the pieces. We saw them play well. I think last year something. I don't know what I don't know what it was. I don't know what we were missing. It could have been star. I don't think it's just star, but we're missing something. What do you think about that? Because I really think we can get back there. Hey, yeah, I'll start with we, we we're missing Mario Williams <laughs> playing with Terry Hughes. <laughs> we need to get to the quarterback because our okay. Everybody wants to talk about Matt Milano and how great he is in coverage, but when we saw when he's not healthy, we don't have other guys that can cover. And other teams figured out that hey, we got tight ends that are can just get over the middle and just eat these guys up. Oh yeah, and by the way, the Bills can't stop the run. So, I mean, there's other things. It's not just star. And everybody's talking about star comes back. Well, it's not just star. Star hasn't played football in a year. We have to hope stars in shape when he comes back. And it's, it's more than that. We can't, we'd never, we, in four years, Sean McDermott hasn't put a defense out. That's gotten to the quarterback continuously. And I think that the, imagine how good the back seven would be. We talk about Poyer Hyde, Trey. Imagine how good those guys would be if we got some pressure on the quarterback. Those guys would be all pros, all of them, because they they would just have to cover for what three, four, five seconds, letting quarterbacks run around back there, and and someone's going to get open. Mm. Someone's going to get open. No, you're so, right. You're right. So, well, let's do this because I feel like um, <laughs> if we don't move on to the last topic, I feel like we gonna we gonna kind of run it through. So. <laughs> But before I do move on, though, because, I, you know, we, we had a quick moment there and we talked about Doug Whaley. And um, I, I do want to I do because somebody I'm going to find it real quick. Here we go. Lone Wolf said Whaley was good at finding free agent players, not so good at drafting. I, I, 2017 draft. I object. <laughs> I object just in general. I think it was all Whaley. I, I, th- I think Doug Whaley had a, a tremendous eye for t- I can't say that he was <laughs> great. Barrels. You don't agree, Rose? You don't think he had a good eye for talent? I think he had a. I think he had. I think he had a good eye for roster construction. When it, in terms of value, free agents, and so forth, he could attract free agents. His drafting sucked. 2017. I can't attribute all I to Doug. Know, I, to, I can't attribute all that to Doug Whaley because I think if it was up to Doug Whaley, he would have drafted a quarterback, which I was in agreement with. I think he let McDermott. You know, I think I think he presented the information. <laughs> And I think McDermott pulled the pulled this he pulled well, the plug he pulled the picks, but but then again no actually so to be truthful about it he has admitted uh, so he does a show he he does a pod every every week with um with my, our guy Tyler 
Um, and the, the thing is, he admitted like, well, no, we didn't see it. Terry Pagula loved uh, Patrick Mahomes. He loved nobody else saw it. Nobody else. Doug didn't see it. Doug missed too. But at the same time, we can't say just because he didn't get a quarterback doesn't mean he didn't draft decent play. Like he didn't draft okay. horrible guys. You, you he, he just didn't his, get. You want to pull up his drafts? Because we can't, up. we can't, we can't say my my, my guy. Uh, it was him. Okay. In 2017. So let me ask you this. No, so I'm pulling up here now. So 2013, EJ Manuel was a reach, right? Right. He he didn't he didn't work out. He okay. Now check this. Still 13. Two, 2013, Robert Woods, second round pick. Robert Woods is good. Good pick, right? Okay. Now, before we started to hate him, was there not the legend? I never hated Robert Buffalo. No, no, I'm moving on to the next player. No, I'm moving on to the next player. Was there not a legend of Kiko Alonso? Hold on. Now, let me caveat. No, 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 wait, wait, no, 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 was there not a legend? We move, we losing time. Was there not a legend of Kiko? There's no legend of Kiko Alonso. There is no legend. When you do it for one season, don't count. Three years. It tells you if a player player was a was a good draft pick, it takes three years. So so Kiko wasn't a good player. I think Kiko was. Kiko was okay. He's okay. He was okay. We just don't like Kiko in Buffalo because we hate him now. No, Kiko was a good player. I I always give it to him. God, (laughs) he was okay. He was okay. 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 Aside from injuries, aside from injuries, Marquise Goodwin, serviceable. He he bloomed later. In a different place, he was way. He's he was a good better. player, though. But was he a good mm-hmm. player? He had He's an eye okay. for talent. Duke Williams, and I'm not talking about the guy on the practice squad. No. Duke Williams. Let's go what, to the fourth next. round pick. No, he, Duke Williams. No. Okay, let's go to the next round or next year. I know injuries and Bills fans don't like him. Sammy Watkins is not a good football player. Are you guys going to sit here is and a, is a great football player? But he had eye for talent. Preston and, and Brown context, is not a good football player. No, is Preston Slow Brown? Is, no, Preston Brown is not a good football player. Dude, he's last offseason or the season before when he was a free agent again, no, Greg and everybody on Cover One was saying we wanted Preston back in Buffalo. I don't give a two rat shits what they said at Cover One. Listen, <laughs> I'm telling I'm you, just saying, I don't. I wasn't vibing with Preston Brown uh, just because that the, I I don't represent the opinions of the mass in Cover One. I have my own opinion. I'm not. I wasn't a fan of Preston Brown. He's slow. He's very slow. Okay, I, I tend to think that Preston was a, a was a decent player. I don't I don't diss him the way you diss, diss him. I think he was pretty good. <laughs> I, I don't think I'm not sitting here saying that he drafted. He, he didn't. No, I'm not saying because he we, first again, we were always decent. We didn't have number one overall picks. So, no, he didn't draft Aaron Donalds. He he didn't draft those. guys. No, because we were always drafting freaking 14. Why? Because that's the one the thing. About, motto, uh, the, the one thing years. about the one thing about Sammy, though, I think Sammy was a reach. I think we we did too much. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, I know what he was trying to do. He was trying to make up for the quarterback by getting him a receiver. That's what he was trying to do. So, but Preston Brown is Mr. Unassist, or Mr. Assisted Tackle. You look at his stats, he'll have 100 tackles and 70 of them are assisted tackles. He's a decent football player, but I'm with Sterles on, on Preston Brown. And Sammy Watkins. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, I mean, and Mark, no, I mean, we can I actually, what I'm I actually is- really liked, I, I really liked the Sammy. You can't blame, you can't blame the general manager for what happened to Sammy Watkins in his career. Because Sammy Watkins, if he would have stayed healthy, he probably would have had an amazing career up to this point. Right? Okay. Well, like I said, I'm not I'm not I, I, at all 
Well, wait, before, because I do want to make sure, because I am a, a, a very, I think I'm a knowledgeable football guy. I am not at sure. all making people think that I'm saying that Preston Brown should be a, considered a, a Bill's Wall of Famer. I don't, oh, yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah, holding him in that regard. What I'm saying is he has some talent, and I don't, I think that we tend to undervalue what Doug Whaley did because of the way things ended up. That, that, that's all I'm saying. The same same way we talk about Marcel Darius, like, like to Dave's point, and the same way we talk about Stefan Gil- Stephon Gilmore was an awesome player for the Buffalo Bills, but Bills fans yeah. and media, whatever, ran him out, and now there's a separate relationship. Do you know what I would do if Stefan Gilmore decided to sign with the Buffalo Bills again? Dude, are you kidding me? He's locked yeah. down. He's locked down. And he always has been. Always. And he was just so, with a shit defensive coordinator, Rex Ryan. But that's that's kind of what happens with with with, with our fans. When we when we fall out of love with them, we fall out of love, and we move on and we beat them up. So, okay, let's move on. We got one more topic because um, and this is the topic that everybody is talking about all week, every week, you know, until the draft gets here. So the Buffalo Bills are at thirty, right? We just talked about signing Matt Breida. To me, that that signing says. Best or nothing. I, I, post, I posted the meme from uh, from draft day. Uh, best player available, you know, or or else or whatever. I forget the meme, whatever it is, but I did that. Right. Do you think the Buffalo Bills are really drafting literally the best player available at 30 or or is there still some type of element to fitting in or is it still some type of element to like a need? Because I don't think we really have holes anymore. I don't I debated somebody else. I don't think we have holes. Mm mm. No, nah, they don't have they don't have any holes. I think Brandon Bean's model has always been BPA. Best player available. And I, I think that's what they're gonna do. Whatever they whatever they seem fit as best player available. And we do not know what that is. I mean, they're giving us all kind of tea leaves. I mean, look at the the from the visits to who the pro days that they've been to. They they ain't giving us they don't give us bro. You remember when Doug Whaley and those guys were in there? Any if somebody took a crap, that shit got leaked, bro. It was <laughs> leaked. <laughs> there ain't nothing coming out of Bill's camp right now. You nothing. Benjamin Albright's one of the brightest insights when it comes to Bill's draft picks. Thanks. He don't know you know what he said last week? You know what he said last week? He thinks it's running back. But we don't know. We have it could be it could be cornerback it could be offensive lineman we have no clue they are giving us nothing to go off of nothing. I would really absolutely like for it to be a running back. I really would, man. Oh yes, love it. Yes, I really would. Um, I would too. So, well, let's start with Dave. What What do you think, man? What What do you want to do at thirty? Trade it. Ooh, get out of the first okay. round. We don't have a fourth yeah. round pick. If now there's obviously some speculation. There's some. Some things that would have to be involved here. It's got to be, obviously, with a team that's not picking like 58 in the second round, it's got to be closer up into the second round to our liking so we can get potentially a first-round talent that falls into the second round. Um, If they don't find a trade partner, I'm going BPA. I mean, I'd love to take a running back, sit here and say that I'd take Travis Etienne, but – my thing is, I'm I'm torn with a few things. Like, because guess who's picking 31? The goddamn Chiefs, right? And if we got Kadarius Tony sitting there, you want them picking him at 31? You know, it's it's things like that that I lose sleep over. It's like I don't want to take players to pick away from them taking players, but like. 
the draft is going to be super unpredictable with how these quarterbacks are going to fall. Miami just threw a huge monkey wrench into it. Are they going to take all skill position players to help Tua? You know, are they are they going to do other things like San Francisco traded up, traded back, Philly traded back, like all this stuff? I mean, at this point, if they can't find a trade partner to get out of the first the first round with something serviceable in the second round, I would just take BPA. And at this point, it could be, you know, a linebacker. It could be a guard. It could be a running back. Whatever they Brandon Bean feels like thirty, what the value is. One of these corners, if they're they're going to fall, and I and I'm in love with a bunch of these corners. If one of these corners falls and is there at thirty, how do you not take one of these guys that's running a four three five? You know what I'm saying? Like we need speed. So that's that's me. And and uh, and that was that was abbreviated because I know we're running short on time. So. Oh no 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 no. Well, don't don't hold yourself back. I, I want you to you know because because people come and they listen and they they really look forward to these things and it's good insight. So I want you to give everything you know give give what you got you know with your analysis, man. On, on our on our last two shows that we did we do over on on our channel. It's I'm trading thirty and I'm taking Travis Etienne because I think he'll be there if we can get back into top thirties in the second round. I think he'll still be there. I honestly do. And I honestly think that by bringing in Matt Breida, even though everybody wants to talk about the fact that Brandon Bean said that he's comfortable with the room that he's got, I don't think he is. I think it's smoke season. I think that bringing in Matt Breida is not telling me that he's okay with what's there. And and to Sterl's point, I absolutely think that Devin Singletary is expendable. He's got two years in the system. He's got some, you know, you can get something in return for him. And we don't have a fourth round pick, and Brandon Bean loves second and third, late second day and third third day picks. So that's me. I I, I love Travis Etienne. He he can do returns. He's got speed. He's got good vision. He's got good burst. I I like I like him. But if it's not back, then maybe they take a guard because I'm not sold on Feliciano. I'm sold on Feliciano being one of the best insurance policies as that can play all three interior positions. But I don't think he's a starting right guard. And I got shit for this all during our show on social media. Oh, why don't you love Mongo? It's not that I don't love Mongo. I want I want better. We, we, we are not at the point where it's just okay now. Like we have lunch pail guys, and I'm not okay with just having lunch pail guys. Guys that will fight for Josh. That's cool. I want guys that will protect Josh from getting injured. That's what I want. I want I want guys like Daryl Williams and Deion Dawkins who are going to be stalwarts on this offensive line. So we can go line and I'd be okay with that. If they took a guard, I'd be okay with that. So you so. say you would be okay with <laughs> guard. You'd be okay with cornerback. It sounds like you're, you're, you're not really on the running back train or you, cause I can't quite tell where you are. You sounds like if, you are in a way. If we're picking at 30 and we can't find a trade partner, I want a corner and I want to put Levi Wallace and Dane Jackson in, in, in competition mode because like my guy A. Rich says, I feel like Levi Wallace should be our floor. If we can't do better than Levi Wallace, but we try, then that's fine. We have Levi Wallace and we got Dane Jackson. We got a project in Dane Jackson because I love Dane Jackson. I think he's going to be something. But that shouldn't be okay. And I know we have no money, and that's okay now. But And I love Wyatt Davis. I, I Wyatt Davis is that right guard. Plug him in right now. Put him in there right yeah. now. Okay. I mean, I got a list. I got a list, but I'm not going to be here. I'm not trying to go all day. <laughs> I got no, no, you good. You good. What I tried to do was like break down 30 players that aren't quarterback because we don't need that. Right. And mm-hmm. I don't think that they're going to take a safety in the first round. I really don't. 
I think in the draft at some point they'll address the safety position because we're getting a little long in the tooth in safeties and we're going to have to have a, a, a plan for that, but maybe not this year. And then I got, I got linebackers, corners, a couple of receivers, running backs, a couple of linemen, and a whole bunch of edge rushers. Because I feel like. Because you your point about trading back and um, getting more picks, he loves fourth rounds, fifth round, those middle round picks. Do you think that we're still, as fans, thinking like we were when we were trying to get to where we are? Because I feel like as a 13 and 3 team, you're not going to have five, seven, you know, you're not going to have seven guys make your roster. So you're talking about these fourth and fifth round draft picks. You're probably going to get your top three picks to make the team. One of the guys or two of the guys maybe make the the practice squad. We had guys on our practice squad this year that could start (laughs) like like we're really deep like that now. So, I mean, I understand. I agree with you. But it's like when you trade back, do you want to get less value or, you know, you're getting a player that is that might not be the same caliber of player as a guy that you that you could get at 30. I. I agree with you 100%. I, I also think, too, that just because you require draft picks doesn't mean you need to use them. You can use them to trade. I mean, this is a weird offseason, right? We're going to see all kinds of weird salary cap things, I think, even after the draft. Mm-hmm. You know, may, who, what's to say we can't trade back from 30 and get a third-round pick or a fourth-round pick and go get Zach Ertz later on because he's still sitting there and they don't want to hold on to him post-June 1st to guarantee a bunch of his money. I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I. I think, to your point, I do think like you're. You're right. The top. The top tier of this. The Bills draft class is probably going to be fighting, um, for depth positions because if we're looking to improve the roster right now, it's not going to come in the draft. I. I don't think it's going to come in the draft. I don't think we can get an edge. I don't think we can get an edge rusher that's going to come in here and start because look what we did last year. We did BPA last year, and we took. AJ Epinesa. We didn't need to draft an edge rusher last year. We just signed Mario Addison for ten million dollars. We absolutely needed an edge so rusher last year. There's let me let me debunk that theory, okay? Because we I think we got to go back and look at the very nature of Brandon Bean. Brandon Bean's a gambler, okay? And yeah. I, I think he's always first of all Bill's defensive line. He's looking for prototypes. So I think if 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 anything, and let's say say I, I think we're not giving enough credit to the fact that he could trade up. And go get a pass rusher. I mean, if you sure. go and look at these pro days that some of these guys are having, and I know they're pro days, but some mm-hmm. of these guys, you want to look at like prototypes guys like Jason Oway. I mean, Quiddy Pay, six foot four, and is a freak of freaking nature. You talk about that Mario Williams kind of, you know, Jalen Phillips showed out. I mean, there are some guys that you could actually trade up for and, and, and actually make a big impact because, like Spence alluded to, there's not a lot of these rookies that are going to make the squad. Right. You got three. You you want three. Give me three guys that are starting material. I think Brandon Bean could honestly, I think he could trade up and go get a pass rusher or he can go get an offensive tackle. I think those are two positions that I think he could trade up and go get if if they don't plan on staying at 30. Yeah. Why go? Why, why go see all these pass rushes if you're not for fun? Yeah. Jason away. I like I like him, too. Um, I just we we just don't have the Seems like everybody does. I'm looking what, at the comments, and that's all. What's I the see. what like? What's the draft capital? That, <laughs> the only thing, and and I, I think about the trading up all the time. But what draft capital do we have to do that? We're gonna have so, to mortgage a bunch of stuff to do that. Yeah, but again, would. I guess the question I'm asking is, it's like you're saying we're gonna have to package a bunch. But it's like if we don't package a bunch and we use those picks on players, how many of them are we really gonna keep? Any like our like okay, so when you look at it we basically literally signed back all of our starters. 
like all of them, with the exception of John Brown and, right. you know, maybe one or two. I, I, I'm not, you know, but we signed back the entire roster. So now you're talking about rookies coming in. You're talking about drafting four or five guys. And, and to Mookie's point earlier, the Bills typically do keep 85 percent of their players. But that was also when they were trying to build the type of team right. they wanted. Now right. they have the team they want and now they need to maintain it. So you see them giving guys contracts, extensions. So now they're not building. We're not looking for for big splashes and we don't need to make the big. So the thing is, when, when you say, you know, move back and trade or what if to their point, what if what if, you know, the edge rusher is there and they want to move up 10 picks or four package it together and go get the guy that you think exactly. you win the Super Bowl. I, that's how I felt about J.J. Watt. Now, I, I, I'm happy we didn't sign J.J. Watt, but my argument about the J.J. Watt saga was, do you think that they're so like, say, um, I know he was a free agent signer, but say you had to trade. We're talking about Zach Ertz. This is a, a better scenario. So Zach Ertz. They want a third round pick for Zach Ertz. Brandon Bean's like, man, y'all can kiss my behind, right? So, do you think there's a guy in the third round this year? And I'm only, I know, I know draft picks, you get contracts. So you have three or four or five years with them. I, I get that aspect of it. But third round pick this year, do you think there's a guy in the third round this year that you feel this year can make a difference to help you win a Super Bowl? In the third round? To help if win the Super Bowl, you're going to win the Super Bowl. You made it to the championship round this year. You made it to the AFC Championship. I think you can find someone that can contribute. Yes, I don't know if it's going to put you over the more top. More than Zach Ertz? No. So to me, Zach Ertz is more valuable than a third round pick. To me, I'm not a yes. GM though. I don't I have that job. I'm a podcast. I agree with you 100. But I also think <laughs> Beans. I also think Beans playing poker, and he's saying, you know what, you know what, you you can't you're you're going to be stuck with this contract because no one else is budging on giving you anything, you know. But like a fourth or fifth rounder is what is what was rumored to be offered. So guess what? In after the draft, when you call me and say this man's not going to play, he wants to hold out. I'll give you a fifth rounder mm-hmm. for Zach Ertz. That I, I don't know. I don't know if I agreed with I you agree. or disagree. I don't know if I agreed with you or disagreed. Well, with you no. On that. Well, I, I don't even think I really made like an actual point. Really, is what I'm saying because it's like I, I agree that Brandon Bean is a phenomenal eye of talent. The drafts that th- that we've seen with these guys at the helm have been great. I have loved everything that they've done, with the exception of a few. You know, like it's been great. So, do I mind him having extra picks? No, draft man, do this. You know, do it. But at the same time. I want a Super Bowl next year. Like we was at the AFC Championship this year, yeah. and it was a hard, it was a hard pill to swallow. It was a hard pill to swallow. So, like, I'm talking about now. Okay, we made it. We made it there. How do we get past that? I'm talking about right now. I'm not because when you look at it, you got a window. We're gonna give Josh Allen this extension. The money won't kick in until another two years, right? So this season coming up, the next season after that, then the money is gonna affect the roster. You have these guys extended for another two years, three years. So you have a window where you can afford. To really just do it, dude. Just do it, man. Just do, draft the best guy available. Don't trade back. Get the get. You want that running back? Go get him. You want that? You want that edge rusher? Trade up and go get that edge rusher. That's gonna help you get to the quarterback. You want a receiver again? We got digs. You want another top guy? Get that receiver. That's gonna help you beat the doggone Chiefs. Right now, it's about beating the Chiefs. Remember when the Bulls, and I know we're, we're you know, I'm sure I'm aging away. The Bulls could not get past. The they could not get past the Pistons. Yep. So the whole offseason, it was about we're going to get weight. We're going to lift. We're going to lift to get past the Pistons. We're going to get Dennis Rodman now. We're going to go trade for them. It's about beating the team in front of you. So mm-hmm. trading back to me is not beating the Chiefs. 
to me, beating the Chiefs, go get me that weapon. I know, Bruce, I'm sorry. Go get me that weapon at 30. If not, yes, let me yes, trade sir. up and go get that edge rusher. The weapon. Get me that, get me that second <laughs> cornerback. If I'm trying to win now, man, get me what I need to get to win. I'm sorry, and I'm done. Sterles, go ahead and say your piece, and then let everybody know where they can find you, and then DM3 from the BIB do the same thing. We're going to get on out of here, man. We we went over, so I'm going to get on out of here. But I'm just saying, that's how I feel about it. That's really I want to win. I'm so tired of being – like, dude, it's been so long. It's been so long. And last year we got so close, and I'm just like, let's just – let's just – fuck. I almost cuss. Let's just do it, man. Let's just – let's just (laughs) – God, let's just do it. <laughs> Go ahead, Sterles. My bad. Hey, you know I'm not gonna uh, say nothing much. You you covered it, so uh, you know I'm I'm uh, I'm Sterles Sterles for the girls representing Cover One. That's where y'all can find me. Y'all know I ain't saying shit after that. Uh, <laughs> hey, but you know our show our show is so Tuesday night. Sorry, man. Live, and then. Hey, it's okay. It's, it's his show. It's his show. Drop the mic. I mean, I mean we're just here. We're just we're here. just here. I'm carrying the coast. Watching. Want... I felt that though. I felt that one. I really hey. did. Like that's real. That's real for me. Oh, it is. You want, you want another drink? You want to dr- bring you a drink? I, I mean, you look parched. Yeah. I can bring you a drink. <laughs> yeah, I need some water. Need... <laughs> it's sweating. Epic oh. rant right there. That was an epic rant. But yeah, starts with the girls. Uh, you know, you can find me on cover one. Our show comes out uh tomorrow night live, and then we have our podcast, which I'm running the pod on Friday. So you can uh if you want to hear me exclusively or whatever, that's where you can find me. All nice. right, my man Dave. I I just want to say I do agree with you, and I not draft <laughs> related, but I do think that something's coming as far as trade-wise. Because and I don't I don't want to talk about it too much, but I think what Brandon being said at his end of the season presser, we got to get better in this, 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 and this, and we haven't yet. We re-signed all our guys, and that's great, but we haven't got better at getting bad at, at, at the quarterback. Jacob Hollister is not going to make a difference at tight end, blah, blah, blah. So I'm just going to say that. Anyways, um, Built in Buffalo, you can find us. We have our own channel on YouTube. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. Um, you can find me on Twitter at DM3 underscore BIB. We have a show on Saturday. Um, a Rich has a show coming out tomorrow night called um, Buffalo Blueprint. Um, we got some more shows and stuff coming as the offseason progresses. We'll do draft stuff, all that cool stuff. So, All right. Well, y'all know how I do it over here. It's your boy Jay Spence with the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network. Y'all can catch me every – actually, this will be out tomorrow. So every Tuesday, the podcast version of this will be out. Every Monday night, we're going to be here live. Me and Joe doing the damn thing every Wednesday for the Hump Day Hotline. And then, you know, y'all just need to go ahead and, and subscribe to the YouTube channel anyway because we we about to do some things this season that y'all not ready for. So I'm signing off for, for my man DM3 from the BIB. My man Sterles for the girls from Cover 1. It's your boy Jay Spence the King. And as always, love each other. Live in peace, take care of each other, and hey, stay positive, test negative, and go Bills.